is going on, everybody? Hopefully you guys are all doing well out there. We've got... I feel lonely today. I don't have uh, I don't have an interview guest or anything like that. Uh, but I'm going to try to make it quick. I think the last couple of shows have been like an hour plus. So, and there's a lot of like TV on. I could have like a whole show on the TV that has just kind of looked like some shows have kind of like just cycled off that I was really enjoying. And I was thinking, man, it's going to be a long summer. There's no TV. But I noticed there was like more shows on starting this week and next week and stuff. So... There's a lot of uh, options for entertainment. We got the World Cup coming up. We got the NBA Finals. We got uh, obviously the the continuation of the MLB season. Uh, my favorite teams in the first place, so that's great. Uh, lots of stuff going on. So we'll try to make it quick. We're gonna have a quick hitter show. At least I'm gonna try. Um, so we're gonna take like quick hits around the hobby, around sports, and I'm just gonna talk about different things then i'll talk at the end of the show about tops is hiring tops is like opening like a whole new branch of uh their company it appears almost uh or maybe they had a whole branch leave i don't know maybe they're gearing ramping up for a whole big year of 2014 i don't know but they are hiring so i'll talk about that and we'll we'll talk about some of the positions there talk about the mlb draft that's coming up i think it's today or tomorrow um so you'll you'll probably be hearing more about that it's probably one of the mlb draft is like one of the one drafts that's not very talked about very much you know what i mean we know about the nba draft pretty pretty much we didn't know a heck of a sure as heck know about the nfl draft but the mlb draft is uh somewhat flies under the radar so we'll talk about that and uh, some products coming out and yeah that's about it Okay, so I got my paper here. Obviously, as you can hear it fumbling around in the background. First of all, NBA Finals is starting, and it's deja vu all over again. We got the Heat and the Spurs, and th- this is such so uh, anticlimactic. I think the first round of the NBA playoffs was really exciting. Uh, there was some thoughts that maybe even I think I. Uh, put the connection hey david stern's gone maybe the there is no more fixing going on in the nba or maybe the the not the two best teams two obvious teams will make it to the nba finals but nope um and maybe that's a testament of good uh you know maybe that's a quality the nba has the two best teams always seem to make it to the nba finals and meet up so we'll see what happens this year this is not I repeat, this is not the time to buy anybody on either of these two teams, unless it's for a real quick flip, unless you're looking for a quick flip, you know, obviously within a few days of the NBA finals, because you're going to be less, someone's going to be left holding it here. You know what I mean? And think I, you know, I was talking with my brother, I think a while back, you know, we were thinking, you know, I know there's been rumors of LeBron going back to Cleveland uh, for the last year, year and a half. They've been talking about that. Um, and the, the kind of the three of the, the big three breaking up, um, you know, I remember the Lakers, we had Phil Jackson, we had Kobe, we had Shaq, we had Carl Malone, we had Gary Payton, things were looking good. And then all of a sudden we lost to the to Detroit Pistons and, uh, you know, we didn't win a title for a while, uh, until Pau Gasol got traded to us for nothing. So, you know, lots can happen in the next week or two uh, in the NBA. Also, I remember last year, people were really high on Kawhi Leonard and uh, maybe even Danny Green. I don't know if he had a really good series, but Manu Ginobili and some of these other guys. But 
during the season, Popovich never lets a guy go off. He never lets a guy, you know, dominate the game, really. You know, I mean, obviously, maybe the Spurs roster, especially if they lose, maybe it turns over a little bit. I don't know. But believe me, Kawhi Leonard was like a, a top fantasy uh, kind of projected player this year, and he sucked because, you know, I mean, uh, Popovich will sit his starters some games or sit them for a whole quarter or just, you know, play, you know, a guy will have 31 game, Danny Green will go off and have 30, and then the next four games he'll play eight minutes. So it's just, I wouldn't be buying anybody on the Spurs. I mean, if you want to buy LeBron and you want to buy, you know, I don't know about D Wade. I think he's toward in the sunset of his career. Uh, if he wasn't on the Heat, I don't think people would think differently of him. Certainly, um, he's been injured on and off, and he wasn't even starting some games this year. So, D Wade, uh, you know, maybe you could say buy low. I don't know. Maybe if he has a really good Finals, he 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 elevates himself back up. But outside of LeBron. I'm not touching anybody in the NBA Finals. And it's just not wise. Now, obviously, whoever loses, if there's some, like, if the Heat lose and there's some downfall and there's some bickering and LeBron all of a sudden is 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 not as highly regarded or, you know, Bosh is a solid player. I don't know how much collectability he has. And, and D-Wade, like I said, had a rough year. I don't know if he'll ever get back to his old self. Uh, his game relied on kind of getting to the basket and elevating and, and finishing around the rim. And he doesn't have that... He doesn't have that anymore, and he doesn't look like he's developed a, you know, he has a good outside game, but it's not great. So I'm not touching anybody in the finals. I'll probably watch some of them, um, you know, depending on where the series is at. If it it looks like Miami's running away with it or the Spurs are running away with it, I'll probably tune out uh, because we've seen these teams play before, but... Uh, cards wise, I'm not touching anybody. Just wait, wait till next year. The NBA season's basically over. Um, if you're a fan of these two teams, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes you get caught up in the, in the euphoria of the, your team winning or being in the finals and and you spend a little extra money and I don't, uh, uh, you know, but if you're an outsider, if you don't care about the Heat or the Spurs, don't touch any of these guys. Kawhi Leonard, yeah, he might be good. Danny Green might have a good series, but next year uh, Popovich will pay him 12 minutes and play some random guy you never even heard of, 35 minutes, and he'll do that every other game, and and your guy will never get any stats. NBA Finals might be a little different. Popovich might tighten up his rotation and give guys, um, and that's why he he shortens the rotation during the season because he knows he needs these guys um, for 30 minutes. Uh, against the heat moving right along let's talk about there was a a a wide range of products released uh not released but yeah and actually released i think we had pro debut releasing recently we have a couple other products coming up there's a maculate basketball i believe uh top series two baseball i think is coming out tier one from uh, tops baseball is coming out there you know there's a lot of stuff out right now you better have some limits on your credit card but if that wasn't enough, I know a lot of people are excited about 2014 football, including myself. And uh, not that I'll be spending a bunch of money on it myself, but I'm sure many of you will be. So Prestige Football, Triple Threads Football, and Valor Football have all been uh, announced this week. Uh, Prestige, first one to come out. Um, you know, this is tentative release date, as you well know. July 9th. 2014 Prestige Football, that is 24 packs, 8 cards per pack. Looking at 3 autographs with emphasis on uh, the rookies, obviously, uh, and one memorabilia card. 
and there'll be some on-card stuff in there too, um, probably from the rookie premiere, which we could talk about. But um, you know, I don't. I guess my brother didn't want to go, or I don't know. Maybe he had something else going on. Uh, he didn't go to the rookie premiere, so I don't really know what happened. I was busy last week um, with other stuff. So, uh, but I'm sure there was prestige cards signed, and that's coming out July 9th, which is really soon. So 24 packs. Eight cards per pack, three autos, one memorabilia, $75 a box wholesale. So that'll give you an idea of the when you're looking around. I doubt you can get a box for $75, $80. I bet you're looking more in that $90. People are going to make money on this stuff. Um, Since it's new, it's fresh, it's hot, um, there's probably potential to get some nice cards in there and get a big hit worth $150, $200, whereas last year was kind of tough. You know, like there wasn't a whole lot of base just a base regular auto worth 7500 bucks. Whereas this year, obviously, Johnny Manziel and, and certainly some of these other players um, probably have elevated uh, based on where they've gone. So we'll see. Prestige football, July 9th. Next one that will probably come out on your plate. Well, other than this, this is just stuff that was announced. Obviously, there's other football already announced. Top Scrum football. Um, I think finest football, even uh, a wide range of football have already been announced. But this is the new stuff. Velour football. Velour just sounds like this stuff should be like 80s, just kind of, uh, I don't know, 80s Las Vegas or something like that. It should have the kind of theme, but it has kind of like a different kind of theme. It has like a like a temple kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of theme. But Velour, I don't know how well it sold last year or the year before, but, uh, you know, $75 box. This is right in the same wheelhouse as Prestige. This comes out a little bit later in the year, October 1st. You get two autos and two relic cards in here, and there's 20 packs and six cards per pack there. So that's Velour. Triple Threads football. This is stuff's always kind of expensive, and if it doesn't have the kind of rookie impact right behind it, then it's, you know, this stuff's not, it's hard to sell. But this year, $165 a box wholesale. That comes out on October 29th. Two packs. I always thought, why don't they do, it's Triple Threads. Why aren't there three packs? But there's two packs, and you get seven cards per pack. And I also think you should get like a multiple of three you know, in each pack, you know, either three, six or nine or something, you know, it's triple threads. But anyways, uh, you get, and I think, you you know, you get two autos and two relics. It should be three autos and three relics. But anyways, that's triple threads football. And that's always hit or miss. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with tops football stuff. It's made, it's called made to order. So, um, you know, I could imagine some of this stuff is going to get a pre-ordered pretty, pretty highly and pretty well. And so what it might end up doing is actually putting a premium on the nice cards because there's more of it. It's harder to hit Johnny Manziel autographs or it's harder to hit uh, Brandon Cook's autographs or wherever Blake Bortles autographs or wherever else you're looking for, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, it's going to be hard to hit those guys, maybe, and hit some of the running backs. You're going to get a ton of linemen and guys you never even heard of. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Might not be. Might be better year to kind of pick off the singles, pick off the guys you want. You know, there's going to be a lot of interest in opening up the boxes and buying boxes, buying cases. Um, but the value might actually just be in. Um, it's always a sucker's game at the, at, at there. Um, but certainly in a hot year, 
they tend to try to milk that even more. So, you know, it might be better, you know, certainly might be better if you're out there hunting for singles or if you get lucky. I think if you get lucky this year, it's going to be going to be real good. So I wish everybody out there luck. MLB draft. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about this. I went to MLB's website. I actually saw, I think on Twitter or somewhere, I saw MLB draft was either today or it's coming up. And I was like, cool, I should go see what's going on. And so I read a couple articles. So this is where all this information comes from. Um, they wrote on MLB's website, they had a, an article back from 2013, which I thought was kind of cool. They take a look back at last year's um, picks. And this is why the MLB draft is not exact. You know, you have Yasiel Puig didn't come through the draft. Jose Abreu uh, didn't come through the, the draft. You know, some of the best young players in the league didn't even come through the draft. And so, and I looked back at last year's first round, and unless I missed somebody, I only saw one, two, three, four guys in double A, and that's it. That's as far as somebody had made it. A lot of guys were obviously in single A. Some guys were still in like advanced rookie league and stuff like that. So um, obviously it kind of depends on, you know, if he went to, if the guy went to college, what kind of needs the teams have, you know, what kind of farm system they have, but it's it's very typical, and so you're old, you know every MLB draft, as you guys well know, you're waiting two to three years until the guy does anything, and so there are always rumblings, and Tops always seems to get the get the guys that uh, are are doing well in the minor leagues, gets them into products early. So you always see these guys early on, uh, Chris Bryant, for example, in products. And so, and obviously guys like Billy Hamilton uh, last year who, who made his MLB debut um, or he's starting now for the Reds. So, you know, kind of, you know, and obviously down the line, uh, there's there's always good, these guys right when they get drafted, they get cards made of them and then they kind of disappear and we don't know what happened to them. Well, Mark Appel, he was the number one pick by the Astros. He's struggling. He's an A ball and seems to be struggling. Hasn't really even shown uh, any reason for the Astros to want to call him up. So he's going to be buried in A-ball probably all year. Chris Bryant looks like a pretty solid player so far. He looks legit, was like leading his league in all triple crown categories. And he's a third baseman. So he's a power hitting third baseman. Exactly what well, the Cubs need probably all nine positions covered at this point. Uh, maybe shortstop, not in a couple other spots. But uh, the Cubs need guys and he's in double A. So he was the number two pick. So it looks like Bryant is progressing. John Gray, J-O-N Gray, for the Rockies, number three pick, actually looks kind of solid. And the Rockies have him all the way up into double A as well. He has a 3.86 ERA um, going through this year. Marco Gonzalez, this was later in the first round. Uh, you know, I didn't find too many guys that were, were in double A, so I'll mention them. Chris Bryant's in double A, John Gray for the Rockies. Marco Gonzalez is a pitcher for the Cardinals. He's in double A. He's the Cardinals' number four prospects and seems to be doing uh, pretty well in the minor leagues. And the last double A from last year, Jason Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. He's a pitcher for the Braves, and the Braves tend to move their pitchers through the organization uh, faster. And he's in double A, and he has a 3.68 ERA. So, you know, even going back to last year, a lot of these guys, even though, you know, everybody's hearing about Chris Bryant, um, you know, in, in the card land, uh, now that he has Bowman, card, Bowman Redemptions and stuff like that out there, um, 
you know, it takes a, he's probably another year away, you know, unless he just totally develops, you know, and we know how guys develop in the MLB. It's called steroids. So outside of getting a little extra help, a lot of these guys are probably another year away. So it's, you know, that's the definition of prospecting. It just, you know, even Chris Bryant cards, yeah, they'll be at a certain level. And I've seen it in the MLB lots of times where a guy will trade higher on his hype. And then once he comes to the MLB, if he doesn't do crazy things, uh, the cards tend to, well, I mean, even like Bryce Harper, certainly he's injured right now. But, uh, you know, there was a lot more attention on Bryce Harper. I mean, he's only like 21 years old, 20 years old or something like that. Um, so he's got a long ways to go in his career. But, uh, you know, he was really hot there for a while. It was like the, what everybody was talking about. Now, you know, th- things move quickly in MLB. Moving right along in the show, we'll talk about 2014 MLB draft. The Astros have the number one pick, followed by Miami, then the White Sox, then the Cubs. So same mix of teams. Cubs are up there near the top, uh, and so are the Astros. Um, So they're going to be loaded, uh, chances are. Uh, The Twins have the fifth pick. Uh, The Mayor, is that the Mariners? Yeah, I can't even read my own handwriting. There's the sixth pick. The Phillies are seven. The Rockies get another top pick. They're at eight. Blue Jays at 9, and the Mets are at 10. And some teams of note, my team play, uh, drafts at 14, the Giants. The Reds draft at 19. Dodgers all the way down at 22, and the Red Sox at 26. And uh, there was some compensa- compensatory, I don't even know that, that's how you say it. Um, there were some picks at the end that certain teams get for losing free agents, so your team might have picked up one of those. But I noticed... You know, if, if you think well, we were waiting a, a while for the picks last year to get to the MLB, this year's even looks like it'll be even longer wait because a lot of the, I just looked at the t- top five, six, seven guys and most of them were still in high school or most of them are the high school prospects. So some of these guys might, I don't know why you would, um, maybe there's some reasons for that, but some of these guys might opt to go to college Um and some of them might opt to go to, you know, rap. you know, in a situation like this, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want people to misunderstand me. 99% of the time, it, when you graduate high school, you should go to college. If you can't afford to go to a four-year school or a big school or Stanford or one of those kind of schools or a university, go to whatever. It doesn't really matter. You know, even if it's online, that would kind of be my last choice. But certainly there's community college and more smaller type schools um, that you can go and be a part of, um, you know, I'd recommend you doing that. But you can always go back to college. Could Brady Aiken, uh, left high school left-handed pitcher, could he get drafted number one in the MLB in 10 years? No. No one's going to draft a 30-year-old or a 28-year-old uh, number one in the MLB. So he has a chance to be drafted number one and go on to the MLB or go on to minor league baseball or follow his dream. If it doesn't work out, he can apply. He probably will have some money left over or some connections at that point to go to college, go to Penn State, go to wherever school he wants to go to. So in this spot, all these high schoolers, if you're in the top five, ten, go, f- screw college. You could go back. You could go back to that at any time. I would get drafted number one, get my money, and pursue my dream of being a professional baseball player. Not everybody might agree with me, but we'll see what these guys do. They might have a diff- difficult decision. If you ever hung out at uh, UCLA or places like that, Long Beach State, 
being a big time sport athlete might might be more attractive than riding the bus in the minor leagues. So Brady Aiken, high school pitcher, six foot three, fastball tops out around ninety seven. He's a left handed pitcher, considered one of the top prospects. Hmm. Carlos Rodon, he's one of the few college players I looked at here. Uh, he went to NC State. He's also six foot three. He's a left handed pitcher too. His fastball is between ninety one and ninety four. Tyler Kolak, this is a guy I like. He's six foot five. He's right handed. He's out of high school. His fastball is, is like averages between ninety three and ninety six, and he tops out at hundred. And he's in high school, so that's awesome. And he's six foot five, so I really like that. Um, so I'm down with him. Hopefully, he slips to number fourteen. <laughs> Alex Jackson, he's in high school. This is one of the first position players I saw. He's a six foot two catcher. Um, he's in high school too. And the last one, this guy will be the a, a guy that will might have some built in hobby respect, I guess, um, and certainly is one of the top prospects. His name is Nick Gordon, and his uh, you know a lot of people have the last name Gordon, but his father is Tom Gordon, former uh, All-Star, and his brother, most more of you will remember D or know D Gordon, who's currently a player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, and Nick Gordon is in high school and he's 6 foot 2 and he's a shortstop. So, those are just kind of a rundown of what we're looking forward to here in the MLB draft and a lot of these guys are in high school. So, I thought that was that was interesting. I don't know if I looked at the wrong list or what. But I just thought it was really interesting. There was all these high school uh, prospects coming out, um, so it might be it might be great for your team. But for collecting wise, we we might have to wait three or four years, four maybe even five years before we see these guys uh, really make an impact. And by then, sometimes by then, the, just the it's worn off. You know, I remember prospecting uh, a little bit more back in the day and I honestly a lot of the got not a lot but uh, there are some guys in the league now like Hank Conger of uh, the Angels I know he hasn't had he hasn't hit like for 300 or hit 25 home runs but hey he made it to the major leagues and I remember when he was you know tooling around in single a um, you know there was a, there was players that make it but their cards don't do anything and it could be that it's just it takes them four or five years, and by the time they're in the major leagues, it's like, oh, his rookies are back in 2007. And it just doesn't seem as cool. Uh, so, you know, I think Tops could could do a balance there. You know, instead of coming out with all these Chris Bryant cards this year, you know, maybe just, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to do whatever is best for their pocketbook, but... Uh, and I don't even know if they have Chris Bryant under some kind of an agreement or those are going to be shipped or who knows, you know what I mean? But I I think it'd be wise to save, you know, I know they have this thing in the MLB where you, you kind of prospect cards, it seems like, and then there's the rookie card with the rookie logo. So Chris Bryant will have a whole year of rookie, lo- rookie logo or two years probably of rookie logo cards. So... You know, I just think it dilutes it a little bit, and that's probably going off a little topic, off topic. But uh, and I've done shows on that in the past, and and maybe we'll revisit it in the future. But I don't want to make this. I've got some jobs to go through. Tops is hiring. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think nine positions here. So let's start at the top. This is courtesy of LinkedIn, and I actually recommend a lot. I actually had a friend of mine 
that he said he barely liked, you know, he just had a LinkedIn because, you know, you have a LinkedIn and he barely, he didn't update it or do anything to it. And some company, he got like a, a, a low, I don't think it was six figure, but I think it was like near six figure job. Somebody just, a recruiting agent just contacted him and said, Hey, it looks like you're a good fit for this job. You want to come in and interview interview. And a week later he had a, a really nice paying job that actually is really, he flies around the country and travels and, uh, like it's a really legit job. He kind of picks his hours. You know, he he can kind of do his own thing. I thought like, wow, LinkedIn, man. Um, and I, I've been on LinkedIn a little bit this week, um, looking into some different things. And I noticed, yeah, LinkedIn is a really good place for jobs. If you were looking for a job right now and you needed a job, there was a lot of jobs. There was several jobs that I was like, man, if I needed a job, I could get one right now. So LinkedIn, uh, if you're out there looking for a job, if you're looking to upgrade your job or kind of maybe you're at a job right now and you know it's not your last job, it's not your career, you know, get on, uh, you know, update your LinkedIn, freshen it up a little bit and, and look for some of the jobs on there. I strongly recommend it. But Tops is hiring on LinkedIn, sports licensing assistant, purchase order analyst. Wow, that sounds important. New York, New York, it's full time. The sports licensing assistant will cut purchase orders, produce invoices, and ensure players and agents are paid in a timely manner. That's important. And all needed tax information, that might be even more important, is gathered for AP to process payments. I'm an AP. Um, the sports licensing assistant will be a liaison between manufacturing, marketing, AP, finance, and player licensing. The licensing assistant is also responsible for forecasting, planning, and tracking autograph needs by product and player from final printed subject list to completion of product and any and all redemption cards included in final products. Wow! So you have to know a lot of different stuff here. And it looks like you need a bachelor's degree and maybe some experience, but if you said you knew uh, cards, you probably could... You probably could get in there. They've got product director at Tops Digital. They've got iOS app growth hacker for user acquisition. That's an interesting job. Product manager. Let's click on this one and see what you have to do to be a product manager. Okay, so Tops Digital is looking for a product manager to grow Tops Kick, the official Barclays Premier Digital Trading Card app. Wow. Okay. So that that doesn't seem too hard. Let's see what else they've got on here. Sports editor. What what do you got to do to be a sports editor at Tops? Manage the editorial process for all products pertaining to assigned sport. Work closely with brand managers and assist brand manager on product development for pro- upcoming products. So it sounds like the brand manager will just tell the assistant and the assistant brand manager to make looks like the sports editor probably would do a lot of work because the brand manager and the assistant brand manager are just going to pass on the stuff they don't want to do down to the sports editor so you're going to assist the brand manager with creating product descriptions basically meaning you're going to do it help develop the themes and variations of assigned products probably going to do a lot of that assist in brainstorming of ideas and concept for future and current products sounds interesting You're going to provide graphic services. You're going to develop back content for base cards and inserts. 
Um, wow, this is actually kind of a select photography for cards, select suitable subjects and photography for product solicitation. Wow. Okay, so this one's quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of stuff here. It doesn't sound like you need a college to de- you don't need a college degree. It doesn't look like, and you just need to know about know the team rosters of your assigned sports. That's in bold, in terms of desired skills. No team rosters of your assigned sports. Wow. Uh, so historical knowledge of sports, that's the number one desired skill and experience. So 179 applicants. The other one we looked at had like 60. So a lot of people trying to be the sports editor at tops. Looks like a very, uh, that looks like a hard job, um, but you would be responsible for a lot. And they got a lot of other stuff on here. So they got e-commerce graphic designer. Here we go. This is a good job. So you're going to be able to do uh, responsible for storing the work of our e-commerce team for a large sports merchandise company. We'll lend creative talents to designing artwork based on marketing material and site graphics, web design. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So it doesn't look like you need a college degree. You just need junior level competency. Yeah, okay, cool. 106 applicants for that. These all appear to be in New York, all appear to be full time. So... If you're looking for a job and you're in New York, I mean, downtown, it says downtown Manhattan on these. Ooh, man. So, and it says competitive wage, but quite honestly, if you don't make $100,000 in downtown Manhattan, you ain't living in downtown Manhattan. Even if you make a hundred grand, you're living in like a crap apartment in downtown crap and like the best meaning I, not that i i haven't been to downtown manhattan but i have had friends there and i've heard a lot about it it's not manhattan and just the new york area in general is not cheap so you know working for tops might seem great and it would be if it was like in mississippi or right in the middle of the country where you know rent's not very expensive but uh where they're located it is not cheap so to run a business and to you know be a citizen so that's why I'll be sitting out here on my couch wishing all you luck at getting hired at Tops. So hopefully, maybe if you're listening out there and you seriously need a job, seriously want a job, and, and I mean, New York's pretty, you know, I would look at it as like if you needed a job and you didn't care where you lived and you didn't care about, you know, maybe saving saving up a bunch of money right away, shoot, it'd be maybe if I was 21 years old, 22 years old, I had nothing to do. I'd fly out to New York and apply and, you know, try to try to get And if I, you know, if I got the job, I'd fly out to New York and kick it uh, for a little while in New York until I figured out something, something that made, made six figures or more, because that's what you have to make if you want to stay out there. Um, but it'd be kind of interesting, certainly for a year or, you know, they, they probably, that's probably why they have to hire uh, on a, you know, so I've seen these job postings, not in the last year, this is the first time in a while I've seen tops kind of put out this many job postings or any company really um, put out this many job postings kind of all at once so it's interesting we'll see if you uh if you happen to score the job or if you interview or you apply you can always contact me at sportscardshow at gmail.com you always get at me on twitter but i'm not i'll try to reply i have i i like see people talk to me or like they say something to me on twitter and i don't sometimes i like if i don't see it like i don't know what's up with my phone but it doesn't 
I think I got annoyed, like, Twitter, when they went public, like, a way of gaining traffic, they, like, now they, like, tweet you, they, like, send you a notification if, like, this person and this person follow this person, or these people are talking about this, and it's like, I don't care about that, you know, I don't care about if these five people follow this guy, I don't care. So I turn, like, all that stuff off, and then I think in the process of that, if you send me an app tweet, I don't, I don't get the little ba-doop on your phone or whatever, you know, so... I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't see Twitter until three or four days later and I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know if these guys want me to get at them, but you can still get at me on Twitter at SportsCard Radio and yeah, our email and our website and however you want to get at me. I could put my phone number out here and you could call me on the phone. If you want to get at me on the show, you can always, I have still, I I know I've gotten requests for an interview, a couple interviews, just, you know, random collectors just wanted to come on and talk. I think I have like two or three more at least um, that probably contacted me a while ago. I'd have to go dig through my email. But if you're listening, you want to be on, I probably could bring you on. Uh, just email me, sportscardshow at gmail.com. Sometimes it takes a while. As the people that have gotten on know, sometimes it takes a month or two before... I'm ready to do another one of these. But today, it was easy. We're done. 30 minutes and we're done. Hopefully, you guys are all doing well out there. We'll be back some other time. Until then, we are out of here.